Welcome to Radical Being. In today's episode, I'm talking about the stories we tell. As humans, we're innately storytelling creatures. For ages and eons, storytelling has been a primary way that we connect with each other. And there's something beautiful in that. In light of self-awareness, however, personal transformation, personal evolution, what if our stories are strangely keeping us stuck in a smaller version of ourselves? There are the stories that we tell others again and again and again that we only half inhabit. They've just become a part of our persona. And there are the stories that we tell ourselves, often about our limitations or the nature of reality and belief matrix, sometimes interwoven with our own dishonesty and denial. And there are the stories that we don't tell, the secrets. And what if all of those are keeping us stuck? And what if the invitation, as I keep offering it to you, is to rewrite the story, to rewrite your reality. You are not conscripted to the stories that you've been carrying. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Radical Being with yours truly, River Fair. If you've tuned into an episode before, whether on your favorite podcast app or perhaps watched an episode, because this is a next generation podcast with video format available on the show's dedicated website, radicalbeingpodcast.com as well as Spotify, which supports the video format. But however you've tuned in, auditorially or visually, likely you know this is a podcast about self-awareness. And as I like to say, it's a show exploring possibility, the possibility that you can rewrite your entire reality. And largely that happens by shifting the dominant paradigm. And I like to throw out these what ifs, what if dot, 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 as the possibility for shifting that paradigm. Rewriting your reality, rewriting the story for your life. That's what I'm exploring today in the stories we tell. Humans are I think innately storytelling beings. We have connected through stories since the mists of time, way, way back in our, <laughs> yeah, the mists of human history. It's a primary way that we connect, sharing our stories. It's, it can be too, I think, a way that we demonstrate empathy. We hear a story, it strikes a chord in us, 
yeah, something similar happened to me. And in often then in relating our own story back, that's a way that we're at least attempting perhaps to convey some empathy. I I understand. I have felt something similar. Unfortunately, sometimes in sharing our own story or, or we're so eager to share our own story that we've kind of skipped the empathy bit and we not necessarily even become good listeners so eager to share our story as well. But it is a way, a beautiful way that we connect. And much of my life, I've, I've been a storyteller. I've always been a writer. From childhood on, I wrote stories. I loved reading books. I devoured books. I was a geeky, nerdy little kid, always with my nose in a book and writing. The And I wrote multiple manuscripts for novels, sort of college and beyond, none of which were published. I, I er, realized fairly early on, this is not actually about getting published. This is about teaching myself to write. And sort of an irony is that, you know, years down the road, and I have several books to my name, or at least my former name, including some award-winning books, they're not necessarily stories. And actually, my whole sort of, even my interest in stories has shifted. But there's a, there's a thread here in terms of our self-awareness journey that relates to stories. As a storyteller slash writer, I would say that every compelling story hinges on a decision. Every compelling story hinges on a decision. In writer speak, we would call that agency. Something happens or doesn't happen depending on the decision that the character and that might be you telling a story, makes or doesn't make. The, I sort of jump ahead here. The stories that interest me now are quite different than ones that used to interest me. Really, the only stories that interest me now, considering this idea of agency, where something happens as a result of our decision, are ones that, that involve personal evolution, which, again, if you've listened to a show or two, you know that that's how I view life, as the invitation to evolve personally. The, the process of the metamorphosis from becoming that early version, version one, quote, caterpillar self, the ego construct, social identity, into something much more authentic, radiant, luminous. And, and that is the journey, the way that I see it. And what this podcast is repeatedly exploring in, in pretty much every episode. And so stories that interest me involve personal evolution. But we tend to tell most of our stories over and over and over again. And a couple of kinds of stories that we tell, which I'll hopefully find my way to. Actually, when I was working, I've spent almost three decades working as a, quote, healer in one mode or another. 
And often when clients would come in for a session, and, and actually this is still true with coaching clients, but less so, often in those initial meeting minutes of our meeting, I would say, so tell me a little bit more about what brings you here. I'm not so interested in the actual story of it. I'm most interested in actually what's under the story. The story, frankly, is what keeps us stuck. And probably about half the time, the person sitting across from me would then promptly launch into their story. <laughs> well, I, you know, here's the trauma or here's the family lineage or here's the, you know, I'm an adult child of alcoholics or any number of story pieces that essentially have brought them there and are still keeping them stuck. And in sort of our life walk, most of us are telling stories over and over and over again, and largely not realizing the curious way that they do keep us stuck. Even just the stories, maybe the funny stories or the the glory day stories that we've been telling forever. Well, I used to be the manager for such and such rock band, or when I was a professional athlete and such, you know, the, maybe it's often it's the past, those same old stories that get told again and again and again. And, and not that arguably they're not, they're not funny, but it's sort of like ruts in the road and they always lead to the same destination and there's this sense often at least when i hear these stories i think this person has told this story so many times and i've i've been there myself years ago like how many times have i told this story we're not even really fully inhabiting it anymore it's like the endless rerun this an insight i had maybe a couple of years ago is memory and we can just attach story with this it is an attachment it's a curious attachment just like our our belongings and our music collection and our books and it's sort of this attachment to a version of ourself and maybe we're still living that version but it's an attachment and i've done a previous show about how our attachments keep us keep us stuck keep us in that limited version oneself. And, and in that show and other places, if you've tuned in before, you've heard me say that, you know, most people, even though I put forth that the invitation is to evolve, most people do not. They remain that version oneself their whole life, largely because, in my opinion, it's too risky to evolve. It's too risky to melt down into that sticky matrix of goo using the caterpillar to butterfly analogy that I won't go into yet again here. To risk saying goodbye to roles or friendships or relationships or even identities that are just frankly too small. We've outgrown them. And yet that uncertainty of really who is the authentic being seeking to emerge here, it is a risk. It's a risk to grow. It's a risk to leave the shell and the persona behind and 
become something other, even though I would argue that's what you're coded for. It's arguably your birthright. But most of us are still inhabiting, semi-inhabiting these same old stories, hanging on to the early version of ourself, which most of them, in my view, simply reinforce the ego construct, the glory days, or or even where we are now. Well, you know, I have 12,000 followers on social media, or my last book was such and such, or here's 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 the evidence in my story that supports how great I am or or not that the various the various permeations that we can have of the stories we're telling and sometimes those are really limiting stories too this the clever ways insidious ways of even through our stories of who we were keeping ourselves small re reinstating or reinforcing that ego construct the version oneself and that is i think sort of the shadow side of stories so on one level stories are beautiful they help us connect they can be a way that we connect with our empathy particularly when a story has great vulnerability that's another sort of little storyteller insight vulnerability in a character, or certainly if a person is telling their own story, opens the door to empathy. The listener or the reader feels. So there is this beautiful element of storytelling. And in our day-to-day world, and not that we're you know, sitting out to, okay, what makes a great story? I'm going to tell this story or being a storyteller per se, we're just reinforcing these small stories of our life. And mostly, I would say, or the way I was first putting this out there is the stories we tell to others, that same old story that we've told a million times. But there are also the stories we tell ourselves, maybe not so much that we're spinning at the family gathering or, you know, in the work break room or with our buddies or girlfriends or wherever, whenever. The stories we tell ourselves, that might be the family saga, or there's a definite overlay here with previous episode, the belief matrix. Our beliefs, our thoughts, those are the stories we're telling ourselves. And often those stories we're telling ourselves, not that our other stories aren't dishonest, but the stories we're telling ourselves tips into a place of our denial our dishonesty, well, you know, everyone cheats a little bit, or obesity just runs in my family, we're, we're just big boned, or we can come up with infinite stories that we're telling ourselves that really aren't honest. But that's the story we're telling ourselves, as opposed to really coming into radical integrity or real truthfulness. There's definitely an upcoming show. I've I've hinted at it already about willingness and courage and surrender and and truthfulness, getting honest. That's definitely a part of radical integrity. As a radical integrity coach sitting sitting here in front of you, wherever it is I'm coming from. So here's maybe the first paradigm shift for today's show. 
Does your story keep you stuck? Likely, in curious ways, it does. And the invitation that I'm repeatedly throwing out in these episodes and shows is, what if, and it's not really a what if, you can rewrite the story. That is the invitation. Rewriting the story for your life. Now, the first step of that is a recognizing, boy, I, I, I tell this story again and again. And is this even who I am anymore? Or maybe we tell the story because we don't know who we are anymore. Or and maybe we never knew on some level that core authenticity. This, um, hmm. let's see, I was thinking, I thought we were going two things. One, what are, what are the stakes in in storytelling? But maybe I'll first go to, I, a couple of years ago, I did a retreat in Northern New Mexico at a place called Ghost Ranch. And the early modernist painter, Georgia O'Keeffe had a house there. Um, it, once upon a time, it was a, just a huge ranch, the ghost ranch. She didn't own the whole thing. She had a house there. She wanted to buy the whole thing, and the owner wouldn't sell it to her, much to her dismay. He left it to the Presbyterian Church, and it has been a retreat center for years. But a couple of years ago, I did a multi-day retreat there. And one of the exercises that I gave to the participants, the night before, I said, Tomorrow, we're going to do this day walk. We're going to go out on the land. It's This is this stunning, evocative landscape of northern New Mexico and cliffs. And just for me, it's a very soul-stirring place. It's definitely sort of a spiritual touchstone. I just feel like, yes, this this land somehow is in my very in my very bones. Anytime I'm there, I feel like, wow, okay, I've I've come home to some place and, and I've lived in New Mexico a couple of times. So that that's part of it. But the invitation was we would be heading out on a day walk for roughly an hour or so. And I gave them the heads up the night before on this day walk. The primary thing that's going to happen, you're going to go off on your own, not going to be in a group and head out as a group. But then we're going to just you're going to be invited to just wander and let yourself be drawn to a place that somehow calls you, whether that's a jumble of rocks and boulders or someplace down by the stream or some trees or, you know, don't think it, just let yourself be drawn to some place that calls you. And when you have allowed yourself to be drawn to this place and sort of settled in a little bit and connected with it in whatever way feels appropriate, just opening your senses, you're going to tell a story that you've been telling for years for the last time. I get a chill up my spine as I say that. You're going to tell this story consciously, deliberately for the last time. And then you're never going to tell this story again because it's complete and you're done with it. And telling this story repeatedly again and again, whether it's a story that you share with others or a story you've been telling yourself, your own limitations, this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, dot, dot, dot. You're going to tell it for the last time. 
And after that walk, we sort of came back together and in the sharing group sharing, and also definitely in the, the written feedback after the workshop, pretty much to a person, everyone said, this was the most powerful exercise of the whole weekend, that telling my story for the last time. And it's, I gave them a lot of this flushing this out, you know, it'd be, this is, this is a ritual here, you know, honor this, you know, you, in a, in a sense, you're, there's a mini death here. You're acknowledging this part of me, this part of the story, the journey is closed. And in laying this to rest, I'm opening the door. I'm inviting a new story. And what is the new story I want to create for my life? Again and again with soul-based coaching over the years, uh, partly the, the lineage that I initially apprenticed in, the, one of the sayings was, what in you needs to die so that something new can be born? Old habits, old stories, old limitations, old patterns. Laying this story to rest so that you can write a new story for your life. And that is the invitation, I think, for all of us, A, to start recognizing, yeah, I'm, I'm, here I am telling the same old story either to others or to myself. And what if, looping back to that, the stories we tell ourselves and our honesty or dishonesty or denial, threading back to also the belief matrix and overall, what if that's just not true? I can see the evidence here that limits me, or here, here's the evidence that, that proves these limits or not, or, or conversely proves my greatness. <laughs> and yet, what if that's not true? What if the opposite is true? That's, that's the escape mode for getting clear of our belief matrix and the net that entangles us overall and our thoughts that are creating our suffering. And most of us maybe don't realize that our stories are creating suffering, particularly if they're funny and the ones we've always told or we're, we're the comedian and here's, here's, the, here's the next funny story or that really embarrassing thing that happened and OMG. And that those likely don't feel limiting in the same ways that are back to the couple episodes ago, the mother of maladies, the way that our shame and self-loathing keeps us limited. And that actually is yet another kind of story. So there's stories that we're telling repeatedly to others, the stories we're telling ourselves, and then there's the stories we don't tell, the secrets. And that's definitely tying back to the mother of maladies, our, our shame, our self-loathing, the things that we would not want someone else to know because of our embarrassment, the shame, et cetera, et cetera. In the recovery circles, there's a, a well-known saying, it's our secrets keep us sick. I can align with that, certainly. They certainly can keep us limited and in that small version of self. I think it was maybe the regenerative alchemy podcast. Towards the end, it was a, a long podcast, but... And at the end, I said, well, since I've got you here, I'll just tack on one more thing about much of that is pathways for regenerating your body and brain, which change your brain, change your life. But at the end, I say, you are not, and I've 
say this repeatedly with clients and coaching, say it right here. You are not conscripted to the story that you've been carrying or the story you've been telling. Whether that story is the family lineage, and that might be a really empowering piece. Your ancestors, maybe I know people who draw a real sense of strength from their lineage and their ancestors. Not That's not a bad or limiting thing. But you are not conscripted to the family story, quote, good or bad. You're not, as the holistic wellness coach here and with an eye towards epigenetics and turning on your regenerative pathways, you are not conscripted to your DNA. That's like 3% of the story, whether those gene markers switch on or not. The other 97% is the environment you're creating in your body. That environment, cellular environment, arguably even the quantum environment, determines whether those markers activate. So you're entirely writing the story there or can rewrite the story there. This or it just anything, the family curse. <laughs> I know some people like, right, well, the family curse is dot, 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 or just any limiting story. You are not conscripted to that. I, some, a couple of years ago, I did a, a, a month long video series, one each Wednesday, I called it Wednesday Wellbeing. It was actually when the COVID piece was, the COVID passage, as I call it, was just kicking off. And I did these four pieces that were, initially I thought, that, well, these will be about wellness. And then they kind of went in a different direction. That's, and in one of them, I talked about this, something I had presented to clients for quite a while, I called it the soul inheritance. And this isn't necessarily the language I would use anymore, but you'll, you'll get the drift of it here. So, you know, we all inherit a story. We inherit the story of our, of our family. Um, I personally being adopted, even so if you're adopted, you, you inherit a, the adoptive family story. You, your birth story may be a mystery your whole life, but so we, there's, the story of the family, and you also inherit a certain package of DNA and genes. So you have this inheritance, but you're not conscripted to that. And on one level, the, so the invitation or the inheritance is to make the best, to make the most of what you're given with this inheritance. That's the way I see part of that inheritance. And but sort of beyond that, I would say the real invitation is to ultimately step clear of that, knowing whatever it is, knowing you can rewrite the story for your life. Arguably, in my view, that's potentially why you're here, to write a new story, the, to embody that radiant, luminous being that's coded within you, as I say, for no other purpose than simply being alive. So a couple of paradigm shifts potentially in today's show. Is the story, the stories you've been telling, keeping you stuck? And here's, here's definitely a paradigm shift that relates to storytelling and also relates to this sort of theme that's woven throughout many of these episodes about becoming clear, or that was my old languaging, or radical integrity. 
This is definitely something I've noticed in myself and was part of my own journey, but it relates to storytelling. <laughs> and just just listen. You, you, you'll hear it in yourself most likely, but if, once you start to listen, you start hearing it everywhere. And that is this curious thing that people do, myself included, once upon a time, of needing to offer an explanation or story for everything. Literally, some people need to explain or justify, offer a story. I heard it just the other day. It was in queue at the grocery store. And the woman ahead of me, the, the cashier at the till said, do you have your bags? And the woman proceeded to immediately launch into this long explanation of apology and story about why she hadn't brought her bags. And this and then this and I was running out like, all of which I, I sort of chuckled, like, this is irrelevant. You could just say, no, I don't have my bags. <laughs> but she, like many of us, felt the need to, well, here's here's the background story, why it's this way, or just taking it away from the grocery store. This might be a pattern you recognize. You know, maybe you weren't able to get something done and you had planned to. So here's here's the long explanation why, as opposed to just, I, I didn't get it done. And on my own journey to using that earlier language of becoming clear. For me, part of becoming clear is just dropping the story, dropping the whole explanation. It's just a story. It's just an explanation. It's not needed. I could just be clear. No, I, I didn't get it done. I could offer you that whole life, but And that's not necessarily anything you need to espouse or take on, as I often say. But for me, that's when you start looking through the lens of integrity and radical integrity and coming into really your core authenticity, there's less and less and ultimately very little, if any, need to explain or justify or offer a story. It can simply be clear. Yes. No. No explanation needed here. Thank you. <laughs> So that's another paradigm shift to consider. What if you dropped the need to explain everything, to offer the story as an explanation, to drop the storytelling? Hmm. I wonder how things might be different. It's a radical thought. Thank you for joining me today for another little jaunt into Self-awareness, possibility, shifting the paradigm, rewriting the story. I really welcome your comments on the show. People are starting to write, particularly those people who have been watching the show, and you can send comments via the contact form on the website. Ratings and reviews are welcome wherever you're tuning into the show. Ratings and reviews are like gold in the podcast universe, I say, and Truly welcome. So please and thank you. Depending on your favorite podcast app, you can turn on auto no notifications and auto download so that you never miss an episode of your new favorite podcast on self-awareness. And uh, one last little, if you're watching the show on the website, you can sign up for email notifications. So you'll get an email uh, every Podcasts are released every other Thursday, so every two weeks you'll get an email saying the new episode is live. Thank you for joining me. Here's wishing you a lovely afternoon, 
evening, whenever it is you've tuned in to join me. And as I like to say, be well and be radical.